With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm recording now. Ready? Hold on. Let me get this a little closer. Test, 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 testicles, testicles, testicles. I'm recording. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. Turn your devices to the maximum volume. Sit back, relax, and let's get ready to retro! To episode 42 of the Ready to Retro podcast. My name is Max, and with me, as always, is the Duchess of Horror, Chelsea. How's it going, guys? And back with us, he missed two weeks, but he's back with us now, is my cousin Chris. Hey, guys. What's up? I'm happy to be back. I missed it. I really did. I was in bed dying. Did you have the Rona? No, that... I have physical evidence that that was a negative pal he's rona free negative ghostwriter uh so what did you have what were you sick with what you got i had down with i had like a really sore throat and i felt like i had a cold but you never know nowadays you're like oh i have a cold but now it's like oh shit i might be dying you know if you have the covid so you never know know it's great is this entire year i have not gotten sick because i haven't me too it's great it's almost uh, like wow. I've gotten sick. At you least know? I haven't gotten COVID. So <laughs> you're always sick and you're always camping. Or yep. I'm always being exposed to COVID. Exposed. Awesome. Well, Chris. Awesome. This it's is not awesome. It's yeah. Bull. This this is week two of Macaulay Madness. So last week we launched our Macaulay Coken themed month with Uncle Buck with our buddy Jesse from the Sight and Sound podcast presented by Heart God Media. There we go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wow. cool. Yeah, so uh, it's a tongue twister. So that was last week. This is this week. We're going to be reviewing 1991's My Girl, My Girl, talking about My Girl, My, my Girl. girl. So <laughs> we're going to be doing that. But first, we have this new segment. We've only done it once. We're going to do it again. It's called What to Do. Basically, we're just going to ask each other 
what's going on in your life. So, Chris, what to do, baby boo? Nothing. That's it? <laughs> Nothing. Want to elaborate? You didn't watch sick. anything? I went... I've been sick. You went camping. Oh, I did one thing. I uh, I went I went camping for my brother's thirtieth birthday. But uh, besides that, I started playing some new video games. Um, because Call of Duty is getting old and repetitive, so I'm I've started uh, The Last of Us. I've had it for a while, and I've never played it. And one since or two. They, uh, I'm playing. The, I have both of them, but I'm playing the first one. Okay. And then um, because they are making a show with. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Yes, and then there's oh, the another girl in Game of Thrones. She had a smaller part. Yeah. What did I say? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. You said the Last but of Us. Didn't the you? Last of Us. Yeah. Oh, Pedro geez, Pascal, Chelsea. and then the girl who played uh, um, her name, Mormont. The she, you know. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Lady Mormont in uh, Game of Thrones. So I think they're going to do a good job. So I was like, hey, I bought this game. I haven't played it. I've had what it for do you over think? a year. You like it? Might as well. Yeah? And so far, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, I've only played for about 45 minutes, but I like it so far. Yeah. Hey, Chelsea, don't you have a, a recent story about Pedro Pascal? Uh, No. No? <laughs> oh, well, my mom thinks that Max looks like Pedro Pascal. And I told hey. my mom, please don't tell me that because I like Pedro Pascal. And Chelsea doesn't like me, so it's no. I can't. I can't. <laughs> please don't tell me that. Hey, your mom said that, so you know. It's, yeah. yeah. I'll take it. I'll take. I'm it. gonna keep my mom away yeah. from you. Next time I see your mom, I'm gonna wink at her. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Honestly, yeah. not much. Okay. All right. What about you, Chelsea? What it do, baby? Um. I'm moving. Oh. <laughs> and that's sort of been taking up most of my uh, brain space. So I'm moving for the first. I've never moved before in my entire life. I've never lived anywhere else. You've been in the same so. bedroom. That was like yep, me, there Chelsea. Was, uh, there was a crib in this room. And uh, now there isn't because I'm a 31-year-old adult. <laughs> and I don't need a crib anymore. Do they have adult cribs? I bet you they do. Oh, they do. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, they for do. For role playing, Let's not it's go like down a fetish, that avenue, dude. though. Yeah, it's like a fetish. It is. No! Uh, go down. If, I mean, you can look that up. Don't recommend no! it. Though. I don't recommend it. That's about Ooh, the noise the, the person that's pretending to be a baby makes. Uh, um, that's so bad. <laughs> I don't like that at so all. Why would anybody be into a child Why and want to yeah. role play as a child? But anyway, I'm moving. Uh, uh, which is cool. Um, and then I am going to a undisclosed location Boom. next month that, uh, it's a little controversial, so I'm not going to tell you where, but it's, uh, not in the area that I'm currently in. So she's going to the QAnon headquarters. I <laughs> she's moving all of her shit to a new location I am and she's moving. not going to be living there. She's going to be living in a controversial area. I'm gonna be living. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, yeah. be, I'm gonna be uh, doing some controversial things. Um, She's applying for the the QAnon sh shaman <laughs> position that just opened up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, I have a busy month coming up. We're excited for you, Chelsea. I'm happy. That's yeah. what it do. That's awesome. We're, we're gonna crash at your place all the time now, and your uh, roommates are gonna like hate us. Yeah. But Come we're okay on with down. It. 
Come on down. Come on down. What to do? What to do, Max? You're welcome. Uh, yeah. For me. Okay. So Sunday, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh Ooh. yeah, yeah. It's about Fred Hampton. All right. I'm going to expose my ignorance. I didn't know much about Fred Hampton or the Black Panther. And what I knew was just the white version uh, that they're like a terrorist group or whatever. So it really opened my eyes to like actually Fred Hampton's uh, vision for community and trying to help community and bringing back basically the power into uh, the black community. So I was like, whoa, this movie's nuts, right? Uh, crazy is an intense movie. Very, very well executed. Acting's great. Cinematography. It's really intense and uh, is it based story. on a true story or is it, it just? It is totally one hundred percent true have, story. I've only ever seen the posters, so I have it's no so idea good. what it's about. So uh, check that out. So then I watched that, and then the next day I had the day off. Wow. So then I uh, I binge watched Malcolm X, who who killed Malcolm X, and it's like a docu series thing of uh, the government basically being in part. I don't know. It's a crazy story. I Again, my ignorance, I'm showing you. Uh, didn't know much about Malcolm X, and it was very eye-opening. Then I watched the Billie Holiday movie, the, the new one that just came out. Yeah. She won, like, a Golden Globe and mm-hmm. stuff. That movie's intense and crazy. So what's crazy in all this is I watched three movies in a row, or – a docu-series and two movies, and the freaking FBI, the government, is all involved in the, the death of the person. So I'm not surprised, Yeah. but when you see them all like back-to-back in the same kind of time and eras, you're just like, dang. Mm-hmm. You need to watch, dang. if you want to see how involved the government is in like a bunch of stuff, just watch Spycraft. It's a docu-series that came out on Netflix, eight, eight parts, crazy. I thought Talks you were going to say like, Spy supplies. Kids. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were like just Spy watch kids. watch Spy Kids. Spy kids. Watch Spy Kids. Um, so wow, yeah. Okay, I can't trust the not not that not that I trust the government, but it's like come on, man. Like the FBI was going out and like literally trying to silence, and they actually killed any person that was trying to bring up the black community. So screw you, FBI. Screw you, J. Edgar Hoover. I hope you rot in your grave. So that's all I got to say. I watched, oh, I forgot. I was going to mention, I watched a movie that's getting some Oscar buzz. Yeah, what is that? It's called Minari. I think I pronounced it right. Uh, What's it about? I watched it, and it's about a Korean family that moves to Arkansas in the 80s. Yes. From California. And uh, it was awesome. It was super good. It has um, I saw the trailer. Steve, Steve Yun, I think is uh, his name. Yeah. He's from The Walking Dead. He's like the main star of the film or the most famous person in the movie, I guess. Um, and I'm watching it with a friend of mine. And there's this scene with like this man. Um, and they're trying to find water underneath the ground because they're trying. He wants to farm on this like land that he lives on. And uh, he's got this guy, and they're looking for water underneath the ground. And this man comes on screen, he's wearing a blindfold. And I go, huh, that guy looks like my cousin. That's so funny. That's <laughs> so weird. And then I was like, man, that sounds sounds a lot like my cousin. <laughs> oh. That's so weird. Wow. 
And then he takes the blindfold off. And I'm like, yeah, that's my cousin. My cousin's in this movie. I had no idea. Did you even know your film. cousin was an actor? I do. I, he is. Oh, okay. uh, I do know he's an actor. I had just, we had just Zoomed, like did a Zoom call with him like at Christmas time. He lives in Oklahoma. And he was telling about this movie that he he is in called, uh, you guys can look it up. It's called uh, Climate of the Hunter. It's a horror film. And I think he's like supposed to be like a vampire or something. Anyway, it's cool. It looks like a 1970s-ish looking vampire. Kind of has this like weird vibe. Anyway, it looks super cool. So that's what he was talking about a lot, like during the Zoom call. And like we watched the trailer, super awesome. And then he probably mentioned that he was in Minari or he was in like other things, but I didn't even, I wasn't really paying attention probably. And so when I watched the movie and he was in it, I was totally shocked. It was really, really funny to like see that he was in, just, my friend was like, are you serious? That's really your cousin? I go, yeah, that's my cousin. So, um, is your that cousin was really Ben cool. Hall? My cousin is Ben Hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my same cousin. And he is an actor. That's funny. All right. Well, for the five people that are still listening to this and <laughs> wanting to get to Macaulay Culkin week two. So that that's just what we've been up to. We've been watching stuff and, you know, going camping and getting sick and moving places. So yeah. life still moves on in 2021. Mm-hmm. All it right. Does. Well, like I mentioned on the top, we are talking about Macaulay Culkin. And last week I gave a few facts about the beginning years of Macaulay Culkin. I am going to continue. So part one was called the beginning years. Part two is the Hollywood years. So we left off last week with Uncle Buck, and Uncle Buck led into Home Alone. So the only reason why we're talking about Macaulay Culkin in March of 2021 is because of Home Alone. And if you want to go back in the archives of Ready to Retro, you can go to episode 31 as we talk with our buddy Joey from Ninja Toidles and we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Home Alone. So go back to that. So, guys, you ready for this? Yes. All right. We, we can talk after. So Home Alone gets Macaulay Culkin huge. And during this time, Macaulay Culkin becomes friends with none other than the biggest pop star, Michael Jackson, the yeah. king of pop. All right? So there's a lot of stuff and a lot of alleged stuff between Macaulay Culkin and Michael Jackson. And since none of us were there, we can only go by what, you know, Macaulay Culkin Macaulay said. claims it didn't happen. Macaulay Culkin said there was nothing that happened. He has said that, yes, he stayed in Macaulay, or in Michael Jackson's room. But Macaulay said Michael Jackson's room has two stories and three bathrooms. So it's like one wing of the house. Anyways, so Macaulay Culkin and Michael Jackson have this really, um, I don't know. They have strange. a friendship. It could be strange. It could be charming, however you look at it. But basically, um, these were two kids that grew up in Hollywood. One was current. The other one was an an adult. And they had this camaraderie about this. You know, the reason why uh, Michael Jackson was drawn to Macaulay Culkin in Max 
perspective is because he didn't treat him like the king of pop. He just treated him like everybody else. So anyways, that starts off. Actually, to this day, Macaulay Culkin is the godfather to Michael Jackson's two oldest kids. Um, So there's that tie there. So Macaulay Culkin is now in Hollywood. He is a huge sensation. He's making millions and millions of dollars. He's doing a bunch of late-night talk shows. He's doing a lot of interviews. He is everywhere. And at this time, his parents are still the managers and are kind of controlling his whole career. At this time, his parents are making 15% of whatever Macaulay Culkin's making. So what happens is a bunch of money gets put to a fund, and then his parents make 15% off of that fund, and Macaulay Culkin can't touch it until he's 18. So, yeah, it's pretty whack. Anyways, it's called the Coogan, the Coogan account. The Coogan account. I, I used to have to, when I was acting, I had to open up a Coogan account because there's a story of oh, this kid yeah. who, who was Coogan. an actor. And his, yeah, his parents took all of his, um, his money when he was acting or doing whatever he was doing. So to prevent that, they made a law about it. And it goes to the kid when they turn 18. Yeah, Jackie Coogan uh, grew up and became Uncle Fester on the Addams Family TV show when he was older. But when he was young, he was, uh, I think, like a little rascal or something like that, right? Okay. I think that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> like, couldn't tell you. I think so. But I know he I know he was Uncle Fester Okay. on the TV show. So they're controlling 15. So they got 15%. Is that 15% a lot? 15% off of millions? Uh, I mean, yeah. Home. Think about it. In this time, Home Alone is the biggest movie, right? At, at the time, it was the third largest grossing movie behind Star Wars and ET. That is a lot of. That's money. insane. And I don't know, like, how the contract was worked out. It was a low budget, so you know, Macaulay Culkin had the leverage at this point. So uh, at 11 years old, Macaulay Culkin hosted Saturday Night Live. And this is an example of kind of where Kit Culkin, his dad, kind of pushed him. So Kit did not want Macaulay Culkin to read off of cue cards at all. So Macaulay had to memorize 13 to 20 skits, the entire skit. And because of that, the actors that were on SNL, the comedians, they felt like, hey, I can't have this 11-year-old kid show me up. So then they were memorizing the skit as well but you look back at it his performances are kind of cardboard but because they only have like a few weeks to prep for that stuff yeah um there's a weird a really weird skit with him and mike myers in a bathtub shirtless um go check it out it's kind of weird macaulay culkin has this like weird face they're supposed to be like british toddlers was, or something was mike myers playing uh, michael jackson no that was that's chris that didn't happen, according to Macaulay Culkin. You're Chelsea not listening. Jeez, Chris, come on, man. There's no evidence. You're you're like you're like the cops, like Michael Jackson. Oh my you're god. ignorant. Oh my god, that's so good. All right, so moving on. Um, at at this time, every movie that Macaulay Culkin was in his contract needed to be at least $8 million of film. 
that rivaled Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson. So at this time, Macaulay Culkin is the highest paid actor in all of Hollywood. Did you guys know that there was a cartoon, Wish Wish Kid? Do you guys remember that? No. Mm -mm. So there was a Wish Kid TV show. I don't remember it. I just remember the theme song somehow, but I don't really remember the cartoon. But he would have a baseball glove, and whenever he would put his fists in the baseball mitt, like his wish would come true. And freaking Kit Culkin got Quinn Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's younger sister, who was on The Good Son with him. She was on that show too. So now we're in 1992 and we get into My Girl. So it is the follow-up from Home Alone. Everybody is waiting to see what Macaulay Culkin has next because he is the talk of all of Hollywood. I didn't realize that this uh, came out after. Yep, right after. He looks younger in this one, too, than Home Alone. But it could be, you know, yeah. Yep. I had no idea. I would have assumed it would have been the other way around. So what do you guys think of the uh, the Hollywood years of Macaulay Culkin? Uh... Some, uh... Um, it sounds like they're exploiting him. <laughs> it sounds like he's being yeah. exploited. Sounds like his dad pimped him out. Yeah, it really. sounds like not a great setup for uh, a human being. But uh, it sounds like he came through okay eventually. I mean, we'll get to that point. But we'll get to that next week in part three when Macaulay Culkin starts to distance himself from his parents and gets control of his I don't own money. Blame him. All right. Cool. So that is the setup. So right now, 1991, my girl, Macaulay Culkin, is on top. So here's a few facts about my girl, and then we'll get into our review. So my girl was released on November 27th, 1991. It had a budget of $17 million. It grossed almost $60 million. Wow. I didn't realize this movie made that much money all right so chris can you tell our audience the plot of my girl what happens sure uh basically a young girl who lives in a funeral home with her dad who is dealing with the um the realization that she may have had something to do with her mom's death when she was born um finds her life turned upside down when she's accompanied by an unlikely friend I did not I did not cheat. I did not read that somewhere. I did not. That's that's just all Chris right there, guys. Yeah, it's all there. Half of it is, half of it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There you go. Way to be honest. All right, Chels, can you tell us who is in this movie? Everybody, this is Chelsea's cool cast. <laughs> I sure can, Max. Uh, well, in My Girl, it stars a, a lot of famous faces. And the first person I'm going to start with is uh, Dan Aykroyd, who plays uh, Veda's dad uh, in the movie. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is probably most famous for Ghostbusters and the Blues Brothers and being a member of uh, SNL. Yes. Um, And he's uh, just comedic genius. And uh, is he... He's in... um, well, oh, they did it, my girl too. Oh, he's in Coneheads. He's in a lot of stuff. He's, oh, he's in, in a Coneheads. lot of stuff. Coneheads. Yeah, Great. I love Coneheads. I love Coneheads. Uh, then you've got Shelly, who is uh, the girlfriend of 
uh, Dan Aykroyd's character, it also works at the funeral parlor and does the makeup for the uh, deceased. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, most famous for Halloween. Gotta love uh, most her. famous for being the daughter of Tony Curtis and Janet Leigh. She was in The Fog. She was in Prom Night. She's in all the Halloween movies, pretty much, or a good chunk of them. True Lies. Wanda. True Lies, exactly. Yep. She was just in uh, Knives Out. Right. Freaky Friday. Freaky um, Friday. Well, she was in Freaky Friday. One. Yeah, she was. Fish Called Wanda. Uh, and Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Can't forget that one. Uh, then you've got uh, our boy, Mac <laughs> Macaulay That's Culkin. My boy. Plays John, uh, Thomas J. And, of course, he's an Uncle Buck. He's in this one, Richie Rich. He's in uh, Page Master. He's in a lot of good ones. Home Alone. We love him. Anyway, uh, Veda, I guess would be the main character, is played by Anna. I don't want to say her last name. Chlumsky? Ch- 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 no, it's Klumsky. Klumsky? Ch- Chlumsky. Yeah. Chum? I don't know. Klumsky. Uh, She's a chum. Anna it Klumsky. doesn't really she um didn't do like a whole lot of movies and then it looks like she came back into acting when she was older i remember her being on an episode of 30 rock and like you hadn't mm. seen her in a really long time and then she was just in an episode of that which was really cool but it's weird she looks exactly the same as she did well yeah, you know she what it really is, does is she had a hard time because she like her face changed and kind of that movie gold diggers I don't know. She like what Hollywood said was she was no longer marketable because her looks again Hollywood were f- kind of fading and she was kind of going through this awkward teenage stage. So she did wow. not get work for a long time and it actually um kind of devastated her. So it took her a long time to get to back to come back. Yeah. You know, have the courage and you know, kudos to her. You know, she she had the bravery to do it and she's successful now in in acting again i think she if you see a picture of her now she looks the same though like she really does so then you've got richard mazer who plays uh harry's brother and his name's phil in the movie i recognize him most from uh the movie he's in the um tv version of stephen king's it Mm-hmm. And he is also, I think, in, uh, he is in The Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I remember, too. The Thing. Um, but that's what I most remember is those two movies. Of course, two horror films I would remember. He's also um, the dad in License to Drive. Oh, okay. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen License to Drive? Mm-mm. It's a good movie. The two Corys. Chelsea. Yeah, no, it's good. No, I need to see it. Um, and then uh, you got... Griffin? Griffin. Griffin? I don't know what's happening. Griffin Dune <laughs> plays Mr. Bixler. And uh, he's most famous for um, American Werewolf in London mm-hmm. and After Hours. I mean, those are the two that I probably think of him most. He was in Practical Magic. But yeah, that's kind of it. That kind of wraps it. Oh, there was one thing I was going to mention. So there's someone in the movie <laughs> that's like a background actor. And his name is Kevin Richardson. What? And Kevin Richardson is in the Backstreet Boys. What? Yeah. He's in what? My Girl. What? Yeah. Did you notice him or 
You just already knew that. I tried when I was watching it. I tried to see if I can look it up, but it he's he's uh in the bumper car scene. Yeah, dude, I know Kevin Richardson. He's always the one that looks like he's fifteen years older than everybody else. Yeah, he always he looked loves. he he always looked kind of older. He kind of looks like um Zach Bagans a little bit. He's got that kind of like <laughs> vibe. Um, he was never my favorite Backstreet Boys. Also, no. I was more of an instinct person. But yeah, he's in the movie. Crazy, you're right. He's listed as a bumper car driver, exactly. but he was uncredited. Interesting. Yeah. Who but I thought known? that was weird. The name yeah. sounded familiar, familiar, so I kind of went back and looked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And directed by Howard Zeef. He's probably most known for My Girl and My Girl 2. Which wow. I've never seen. Have you seen My Girl 2? Once. Mm-mm. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything about it. All right. Well, let's not talk about My Girl 2. Let's talk about My Girl 1. One. So, Christopher, what's your history with My Girl? I don't think I've ever seen this movie uh, altogether. I think it was on TV a lot. I don't remember where I would see p- bits and pieces of it. But I'd say this is probably my first time seeing it from beginning to end. Really? Um, yeah, I think as a kid I wasn't really into it because I thought it was a mushy love movie, whatever. Um, I couldn't have told you until recent, like maybe the past 10 years that Macaulay Culkin was even in this movie. Only because of that B scene. Um, right. But I only ever saw... I, I thought she was pretty when I was a kid, so um, I don't never really remember the story much. I just knew that Macaulay Culkin or her love interest dies or not, I guess not love interest, just her friend. Yeah. Dies from, um, getting stung by a bee. But besides that, um, this is my first time seeing it from beginning to end, but I'd seen it in pieces. So what about you, Chels? I think mine is about the same. I saw it in pieces. I don't think I've ever like sat down and like watched it from beginning to end. I think I've like caught like, a half the first half and then probably another year later i would watch like the second half or if it's like on tv i've like put it on and like yeah. watched some of it for a little bit um i remember liking it uh i thought it was really sad i don't think it's like a movie i really wanted to watch all the time because i knew that like he died in it and i thought that was like yeah i mean to have a kid die in a movie is sort of I don't know. That's that's intense, Spoiler. especially when you're yes. a kid. Spoiler alert: Macaulay does not make it to the end. He doesn't. Um, <laughs> anyway, but there like, does movies, he in the good son. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler on that. Too. It's uh, it's kind of heavy to watch as a kid. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, totally. I liked it because it's kind of it's kids having a you know like going through life, so you kind of want to watch it for that. But I think that since it was sort of like a heavy subject, that like. He died in it and everything. Yeah. I thought that was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's like it was something weird I watch all the time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And especially since it was Macaulay Culkin and just as we were talking about it, he was at the height of his stardom and they killed him off, you know? So, yeah, the fact that they killed Macaulay Culkin, big deal, especially following a scene that was so memorable in the movie where – it's Macaulay Culkin's first on-screen kiss. And, you know, it's touching at that point. And the scene where he is saying bye to her and it's the last time ever, like, talking to each other, um, that little smirk he gives, yeah. it's like, oh. Even even now, you know, as an adult, as a three-year-old adult, you're like, 
Oh, that kid's cute. When he asks her to consider him if uh, it doesn't work yeah. out with the teacher or whatever. And then she, she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll consider it. And then he just smiles and she smiles at him. So And then he goes, he's in love, he's in love, and he doesn't care who knows it. He goes to the tree and then he, he's looking for the mood ring. And then the bees get him, and the, it's so corny the way that the glasses fall. Oh, yeah. or the way they don't actually show the bees. I mean, not that I want to see the, the attack, but you really have no idea really what's going on. I mean, they mentioned in the beginning that he's allergic to everything, and then you don't hear about it until, what, they bring it up again in the yeah. end when he's dead. So they kind of hit, oh, he's probably going to die from these bees. So I watched a interview with Macaulay Culkin around this time, and he said those bees were actually real and around him. So there was a beekeeper there. And they had pollen on his fingers, so they were attracted to the pollen on his hands. So that's oh why he was waving them, like back and oh forth. Oh my god! So he didn't get stung. He said he got scratched by one of the stingers on his neck. Mm-hmm. But that was crazy, right? I mean, like they would not. They would Macaulay not do that now. Stunts, that would be huh? all CGI. No. I'm surprised they did it back well, then. That would CGI not happen. Now. There's no way. Like 1991. Isn't that long ago? I'm surprised they even allowed it back then. Like, that's pretty crazy. Uh, that's kind of a long time ago. That was 30, 30 years. years ago, wasn't it? I'm a whole yeah. person now. But there was labor laws back then for, for child actors. Yeah. So, you know, they had, they, it wasn't like before. Sure, if the parents sign off on it, then it's fine. I'm pretty sure oh, his for dad sure. would Whatever have signed makes, off. Whatever yeah, makes so. the money for the family. How many millions yeah. is he getting? Yeah. 15%? Yeah, yeah, we'll do yeah, the Yeah, throw the bees <laughs> on them. <laughs> We'll get. We'll take whatever you got. Mike is stung to death. So, um, yeah. It's it, hmm. you know it's interesting that we're talking about the bee scene and the kiss scene because I feel like that's all people remember about this movie. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that's all yeah, people that's, talk about? That's all I remember. But that is only two or, or five minutes long. I do love the scenes with Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd. Yes. I think those are yeah. great. I, I had no idea they were I even in this movie. I forgot like, all about that part of the movie. Because, yeah, like you said, people just talk about the bees and um the scene that i always remember before i watched it again recently was the like part when she runs up to his casket and is like he can't see without his glasses that's what i always remember i'm like oh my gosh but um yeah the dan Aykroyd, jamie lee curtis scenes those are great like i think they're it's so cute like i it's so great chemistry it is good chemistry chemistry. jamie lee curtis is like perfect like she's so good so yeah 
and Dan Aykroyd's character just jumps right in, right? Like he's yeah. he's ready to 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 finally move on after eleven mm-hmm. years or so. So I'm trying to figure out the timeline in this movie because um you know they tend to get engaged it was pretty like weeks. quick. Yeah. Well, yeah, hey, man, it was it was the seventies <laughs> love. Well, because the movie starts you know r- right at the beginning feelings. of the summer, and then when they tell Veda that they're engaged oh yeah they're saying we're gonna get married at the end of summer so mm-hmm. when you know you know and mr bixler is getting married in the fall right so everyone's getting married yes you know it was it was weird because you know uh what's his name uh frankie J. is that what his name thomas no, what's J? his name Macaulay's character. Frankie uh, J. Yeah, Frankie J. Frankie J. Hey, Frankie J. Come on down. I got some honey, some bees to show you. Thomas J. It's weird because you see her like crushed from her friend dying after that funeral scene. So then she goes to tell the teacher that she's, she's in having love a bad with day, and she finds out that he's getting married. And you, it was weird because it's she has a crush on this dude who's three times her age. But you feel so bad for her that you're like, damn, that <laughs> bastard's getting married to her and crushing her too. Not, you know, she's I actually not having felt a good bad. Day. No. no, you know what? Like, I was watching this movie and I was just feeling so sad for Veda because this girl has trauma in her life, man. Mm-hmm. Like, so much trauma, and you wonder because she's always around death. And like, I think back in 1991, it was like, oh, she's weird. Like, why is she acting so weird? But like. We know about mental health way yeah. more now. It's more like prominent and like, no, this girl is dealing with like she needs therapy. Trauma. The whole yeah. time I was like, she needs therapy. She's not dealing with life correctly. She keeps going to the doctor. I don't know. I was like, she needs therapy. There's a the one. There's like a couple things in the movie that she does though that I thought was like horrible. Like would wreck the movie. Stealing money. No. So every time she would like cover her ears and do that like yeah. do what diddy thing, mm-hmm. I hated that. That just was cringy <laughs> and like agree. wrecked the movie. I was like, oh, it was the worst. I was like, that's what they. And she, the acting was not good. Like that was not good for that. Also, every time she would run, I would like <laughs> laugh so. Hard. She ran. Why is her running so like? It's so bad. Like exaggerated. Come yeah, on. <laughs> Her running was terrible, and then her doing that like to cope thing, like the singing the song, that was really bad. Um, I was like, those are not good uh, acting choices at all. You should have directed the movie. I think I should. I think she said, you know, you see that run on camera, that sucks. Yeah, your okay. run is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Something that this movie does that I just don't like, and it's actually what made Macaulay Culkin so huge but i don't like when kids act like adults okay it's not real like it's just like i work with kids i work with youth and and when i see like how she's strutting and like how she's laying trying to like seduce him and stuff kids don't do that at 11 years old you know like maybe they do do now because of everything all the stuff they have available to them They'd they have don't the internet put back makeup then. on, and no, like. Well, Jamie Lee you know, Curtis put makeup do... on her, so that wasn't like she did it. For sure, you know. The other thing is, kids don't freaking taunt other kids in front of adults. Yeah, that that doesn't that... really happen because the adult would no. be like slapping their faces. 
Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know, man. There's there's certain things in this movie. I'm like, I don't know if she's suitable to be a stepmom. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, she's lit. You know, she's like taking uh, campers that probably don't belong to her and living in them. And yes, know. but for me, what was like, whoa, boundaries was uh, when Veda, you know, was. Hitting puberty. Yeah. But she had her menstrual cycle. Her menstrual cycle. For the first time. Menstrual cycle. For the first time. And, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's character is like, oh, let's have a talk. And then she gives her the sex talk. Like, did she talk to Dan Aykroyd about that? Like, Dan Aykroyd was. That guy's not going to do it. He was not. He's He's never going to do it. (laughs) That's a guy who's never going to do it. So someone had to step in. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Because to me, as a dad, even if I wasn't, I'm like, you got to run that by me. Even if, like, you know, we can have a conversation about that, but it was just pretty. She's a preteen, so I think it's okay to talk about it at that age. I'm pretty sure he's like, thank the Lord. Like, I didn't have to tell her about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. I, I, I agree. That age, 11 years old, like, definitely, especially hitting puberty. Like, talk about that stuff. I just thought it was weird how she's like. Let's have a talk right now. And then it cuts to see my parents did that. (laughs) (laughs) I actually laughed during that. I want to know, like, I mean, I learned about sex in in school, so my parents never actually really gave me the talk, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I went to Christian school. They didn't allow that. So it was. They didn't allow sex. You know, the internet, you know. The internet. The internet's for, apparently. (laughs) The internet has been parenting (laughs) me since, you know. 2001. Okay, this is interesting. Chelsea, you never got the sex talk? No. Chris, you never got the sex talk? No, it's a Catholic school. They teach you in second grade. Interesting. I never got the sex talk. You did not? No. Yeah. I feel like it's something more... uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever known anyone who's gotten the sex talk. I'm going to ask my friends now, but... I mean, it was taught to us in school. Second grade, it took... More of a, we called it the green book because that's where you learn how a baby was conceived. Second, they, you know, they took a religious approach to it about how it's. Why like, is it called you know, the birds and the bees? Because the the bees pollinate the flowers. I don't know about the birds. Though. Yeah, I, I got that. Yeah. But what about the birds? And then you pollinate the flowers, and the stork brings you the baby. Oh yeah, I the don't know. stork. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know the stork. I I think nowadays definitely. Like kids just know about sex because one pornography mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. internet and everyone's on a freaking device. Two, I think you know our generation and the Gen Xers, they're like, dude, I don't want to have this teacher <laughs> teach about sex. I'm gonna do it. It's like my responsibility as a parent. I think our parents like just were like, nah, like I don't know. I was 17 and a half years old. I was almost 18. My dad's like, hey. We never had the talk, did we? I was like, what talk? He's like, you know, the sex talk. I'm like, what? He's like, it's my it's my it's my responsibility before you're eighteen. I'm like, Dad. Your dad you're like, Dad, I'm what like, is sex? No, I'm like, I'm like, Dad, half my friends are having sex. Like, I'm pretty sure I know what sex is. And he's like, I'm gonna have pictures, I'm gonna have <laughs> books, we're gonna I'm like, no. You had your chance. <laughs> this is not happening. It was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable. It's part of education now, though. So yeah, I think they when teach you're it. second grade, not seventeen years old. 
Yeah, I mean, they took a religious approach to it, you know, but yeah, my parents never gave me the talk and I'm glad they never did. You know, I'm going to go home to them and say, you know, mom, you know, dad, it's been 33 effing years and I still don't know how babies. You should pull out a chair. We're going to have a conversation. Yeah. I'm going to teach you about sex. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I just would never want to see them again if I had to do that. Oh, all right. Where do we go from Gosh. here? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm not seeing the talk on I our think, outline. Uh, but, yeah, hey, whatever Was that happens, supposed happens. to be involved. Okay, so so Shelly, right? We were talking about yeah, you know the sex talk and stuff. Uh, Shelly's ex husband. What a joke! Who's that guy? I don't know. He Is that a perm? What the hell's going on with this hair? <laughs> It, it looks like, hey, how do we make the most stereotypical 70s yeah. guy? And they, like, made an egg, and they cracked the egg, and that guy <laughs> pops out. It, it's the, the situation became, I thought it was going to be maybe a bigger thing, but I don't see, I don't even remember that part from watching it before, but uh, that got closed up pretty quick. And then Dan Aykroyd was like, I'm going to marry her now. I punched your ex-husband, nope. and now we're going to get married. That's what happened. And he's not even curious as to why it didn't work yeah. out. You know, because it sounds like there's some. So. She's got some like shady dealings or something. You know, she steals RVs. That's yeah. for sure. But I, honestly, I had no idea until I watched this what the other day that Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd were in this. I only ever thought this movie was about the girl Veda and uh, Macaulay Culkin. Honestly, there really isn't like other than Macaulay Culkin dying in the movie, like. There's not much else to him. He's just sort of there in the background. Like, she really takes center stage. He's just sort of there. Um, I wouldn't yeah. say it's my favorite uh, performance by Macaulay Culkin. That definitely he's not. a little, yeah. like, he's very just dry. He's sad. Just the kid there. Yeah. Dry and sad. Let's talk about the performance because we're emphasizing Macaulay Culkin this month. So, last week... We had Jesse on, and we were just raving about Macaulay Culkin and just saying, oh, this kid has potential. Um, you know, Macaulay Culkin then stars in Home Alone, knocks out of the park. He does the follow-up. How do you guys think he did? Chelsea, well, you, you're saying so, that it was kind of yeah, dry? So like, last, last, yeah, last week was Uncle Buck, and this one's My Girl. And I'm not going to reveal what the next two are yet. Maybe I think you'll reveal the next one at the end of this episode. But the next two, he's the star. He's the main star in the next two, right? Yeah. Yes. These one, th- these two are just you know he's a side character basically. Um, yep. I think he's, I think he's more memorable acting wise in Uncle Buck, Uncle Buck, than uh than this one. The most yeah the most memorable thing about him in My Girl is his his death, and um. <laughs> And he's really cute. I mean, every movie he's in, he's like freaking adorable. He's a cute he's so kid. So cute. But yeah, his um, his character in this is really not very interesting. He's sort of goody two shoes. You know, they pair him up with like the more spunky, outgoing girl, and he's more of the quiet, sh- shy boy, which you kind of see a lot. They do that in like a lot of movies, and and then he, you know, he likes her and stuff, but. Um, I mean, it's fine. It's like, I, I think they probably could have picked any other kid for that role, but I think 
they were they were able to finagle him to be in it, which probably boosted its popularity and uh, and Absolutely. stuff like that. So, yeah, it's probably a cash cash grab for him too. He didn't have to. Is it still eight million even if he's not the main no, actor? No, it was after this. It's starring. So like when we get to well, the his the movies, budget was seventeen eight. million, and then what? It was yeah. like one hundred and twenty-one million at the box wow. office. Huh. 50, it was 50-something. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. He, he wasn't, like, that fun to watch. I mean, he had his moments, but I thought he was kind of dry yeah. and boring in most of it. Yeah. He's kind of like It's interesting toast. because... I don't know if they were trying to make it so that he didn't outshine yeah. the, the, the main character. Because it's her Or movie. what. But um, I felt like they doled him out. So he didn't shine as much as the main character. So my biggest problem with this movie and it relates to the performances is I think every scene is just really fast. If you watch Mm. it again, nothing takes its time. It's like something happens, next scene, something happens, next scene, something happens. And like no scene is more than two minutes, right? Maybe, maybe (laughs) um, the one scene that is the longest is when uh, Veda and her dad are, on the bed and he's saying hey you know he didn't make it he your friend died that is the longest scene and it it has the most impact and it's like you feel for the girl and that's i i feel like like macaulay culkin's just like reciting lines because i just feel like he doesn't have enough to work with it's just like yep okay all right bye like an example is even Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd, who are phenomenal actors. Great, you know. Um, chemistry on camera. Great chemistry on camera, but just have a lot of history being on camera. And there's that scene where they're in the camper and, you know, the cuckoo clock goes off. And he's like, oh, got to go. Bye. Like, it's just, it's just so abrupt. <laughs> and, and I just feel like a lot of this movie, the scenes are abrupt and the fast and they don't have time to settle, and we get to actually connect with the characters. So, yeah, yeah, and I mean, you're saying the scenes are fast, but this is almost a two-hour movie. So, yeah. and I wonder who the audience is. I'm. That's what I was just gonna ask. Who's the I'm audience? I'm not sure if it's for adults or for kids because if kids, there's not enough kid stuff, but the adults, it's a little too shallow. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was young, I always thought this was a movie for kids mm. because it was about kids' problems, I guess. Um, but as an adult, like, yeah, this really isn't like a kids' movie. Like, I don't think I would like pop this on for you, like, you know, like kids their age. Hey, do you want to watch? I mean, nowadays they wouldn't, but even back then, I don't think I would put this on. No, that's probably why for I've children. Never... I I don't really know. Like, I think maybe. Maybe just probably family, like maybe as a whole, like just like to watch some kind of comedy drama film. Um, Because, yeah, it's not really geared really towards children or anything. Kind of like, I don't know, would you? Okay, so for Stand By Me, who's that for? Because it's definitely adults. Okay, adults, right? But like, I watched that as I like that as a kid, though. I watched that a lot as a kid. But yeah, I wouldn't say that that's for adults because it's, or for kids because it's drama and and stuff like that. I would, I wouldn't yeah. compare the two, but it it feels like, 
has a similar vibe of like kids going through like an intense thing. So yeah, I mean, with Stand by Me, that was a rated R movie. I mean, they're dropping f bombs. Yeah. They're they have a gun. What's this? You rated? know, they're chasing a Nord body. Nord Nord Chelsea this likes is it. PG. <laughs> this is PG. PG. But I just feel like maybe it was targeted towards kids. I feel like this movie probably changed once Macaulay Culkin got casted because originally it was supposed to be Elijah Wood. Oh. But then they got Macaulay Culkin and I feel like they probably had to change some things around and yeah. But I, I think I think even the tone probably changed once Macaulay Culkin was on it. Because I don't know. I it's not really a kid's it, movie. It doesn't really it's, have an identity. Think, Right. It's like, like I, well I watched this there's a bunch of times. Children's comedy drama films, so you got like um Harriet the Spy that has some serious elements no. in it and that's for kids and there's a lot of comedy in that. Um though. I think a lot of cartoons. Like um yeah. Lion King. Yeah, I Fox guess Lion, Lion King, um American Tale is kind of intense a little bit. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, but it yeah, because there is some stuff like I don't know. I, I guess kids need to know about serious problems Death. and stuff. Yeah, maybe it's a good movie to like play for children that need to understand things or something. I I don't know. Yeah. If anything, it would have made me terrified of bees as a kid. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I mean, definitely. I got stung by a bee on a Ferris wheel when I was like, when I was like five, and that was not oh, fun. I've never been stung by a bee. Uh, really? Never. I wouldn't. Rec- I wouldn't recommend. Or a hornet. We can change or that. Wasp. We can change that. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. One time there was. I can't remember if it was hornets or wasps. I can't tell. They're effing scary. I can't tell. One time, so our we have our door, and then we have like a screen door, you know, like over it. And somehow yeah. they were getting in between the two doors, so we couldn't open either door. We couldn't go out and open that one, and we couldn't inside. If we opened the front door, they would just come in. And Prison so your own home. We, what we did was we, we took a can of hairspray, and we went on the outside, and we just hairsprayed the whole door. Wow. Like, it wow. had holes, and we just hairsprayed the whole door so that they would they would die. I don't know why I feel like telling that story, but... There you go. There you have it. Hey, I I appreciate it. Thank you. So whenever and I'm sure our listeners yeah appreciate whenever it you too. Chelsea, we appreciate sandwiched. you. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, we're already at that point. We need to get to our review, and because it's Macaulay Madness, we are going to not only review the movie and rate the movie, we are going to be rating Macaulay Culkin's performance in this. But before we get to that. Final thoughts. Chelsea, what are your final thoughts on My Girl? Uh, my final thoughts on My Girl. Uh, it's a good movie. It's not I I don't know. I'd be it'd be interesting to see if or meet somebody who this is their favorite movie and then they can tell me all about it. But it's just one of those movies that you can put on that's on TV. Like usually it used to be like on HBO Family all the time. I remember yes. that. And uh, you can pop it on. It's cute. Coming of age movie. Kind of. You can watch this and then you can go watch like now and then. And then you can go watch, you know, all these other kind of coming of age movies that take place in the 70s, 60s kind of thing. The Babysitter's Club. Yeah. Go watch that. Uh, (laughs) It's good. Yeah. I don't know. 
don't know what to tell you. What about you, Chris? Final thoughts on my girl. I still don't know about this movie. I mean, it has its good moments. I still don't know if it's a good movie. Um, you know, um, it has great performances by um, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, the girl who plays Veda has her moments. And then uh, Macaulay Culkin did okay in it. I just always felt like they somehow tried to dull him out, like I said earlier. Um, so that he wasn't the star of the movie, so that the girl was. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think it's a cool family movie. Um, I just, you know, I don't, still don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. And I'm still, like, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, I don't know about this movie. I don't know. Yeah. And I still don't know how I feel. I feel like I need to watch it again. Will I? I don't know. But <laughs> that, that's, that's where I am right now. I don't think I've ever had a movie where I sat there so long saying, is this good? I don't know. Is this good? I don't know. It's but. fine. It's meh. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. I think for me, the strong points are Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also like the line that she throws in there. Um, basically, don't ignore the living. Life isn't all about death, right? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of, you can get caught up in your 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 routines or, you know, people who are suffering from a loss. And I can speak from that. Like you can get caught up in that. And there is a process. There's a time to grieve, but there's also, there's life that still needs to be lived. So not to negate that, but how do you take your loss, move forward and bring whoever you're grieving for with you in the process of your new life um, without them. So, I wish they would have kind of talked about that a little bit more. Um, honestly, if the kids weren't in this, I probably would have liked this movie a lot more. <laughs> but I think the kids kind of distract. I will say, like, the hippies and stuff in the writing class, that's pretty funny. That was funny, where, yeah. Where he says, hey, feel my aura. And she's like, I don't, I don't think I'm allowed to, <laughs> right? Like, there's, there's some funny lines in there and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this movie, there's... I feel like it's, there's some great scenes, but just overall as a movie, it just doesn't connect with me as much as I remember. And I only yeah. remember, again, just the B scene and the kissing scene. And, and that's five minutes at the end. Let's let's talk about the song because I think My Girl is a terrible name for this movie. I agree. I, th- I was thinking that it's this terrible. the entire time. They don't even, they don't even use that tr- song. Yeah. It... it it's misleading, I think. That is like name. one of the greatest American songs, in my opinion. And they just slap it on the end, right? Like, for me, I love that song. That was the song that my wife came down the aisle to in her wedding. Oh, and really? like, anytime I hear that song, I think of my wife. Yeah. Oh, not this movie? Like, it's very. <laughs> no, no. I think of Jasmine. So, um, yeah. So I just feel like my girl, like, this is even like a love story with the two kids. Yeah. Like, if. If anybody, it's Dan Aykroyd saying to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, that's my girl, you know, like that Shelly's my girl. So I don't know. Terrible title. I think that it needs to be redeemed. And uh, my girl should be another movie, my opinion. So. Yeah. All right, Chris, it's your turn, man. Man. So I'm going to take a deep breath. Feel the inner vibe, the inner aura. Now here. On the Ready to Retro podcast, 
we don't just use a simple rating system. No, we like to throw a little spin on it. So instead of just using a number, like saying 10 out of 10, we like to throw a little, little spice, a little flavor at the end. So if you are watching, let's say, um, the Ninja Turtles, instead of saying it was a 10 out of 10, you would say it's a 10 out of 10 Cowabungas. So with that being said, we'll do Chelsea, Max, and then of course, moi, because this is oh, my okay. segment, baby. Oh, okay. All right, I guess. And that's all the energy I have. I'm sorry. I guess I'm up. All right. All the energy is gone. <laughs> and mine is gone as well. Okay. I uh, think I sucked all the energy out of the room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my rating in this movie, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give my girl a rating of 6.5 beehives out of 10. So, right. uh, yeah. Take there the floor. It. The floor is yours, Max. Go, Max. All right. I will give this movie 1991's 30th anniversary is coming up. Wow. For the 30th anniversary, I will give it 6 out of 10 grandma interrupting funeral memorial services by singing and inappropriately uh, hijacking the memorial. That's a funny scene, by the way. It's it hilarious. is pretty funny. Six out of ten. I will give this movie a five out of ten. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm still. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I hate it. I'm indifferent. So, uh, five, five out of ten. Uh, when you think you're dying, but you're really just becoming a woman. I've had many <laughs> moments like that. Yeah. I think I have that every day. <laughs> Max paused and thought about it. For, you should see his face. He's like, what is he talking about? I was like, what? Am I oh, dying? I like, oh, that's a scene. Is this just yeah. life as a woman? Hey, I. we've all been there, right? I, been right? There. You guys have been there? Yeah. You, sometimes you feel all like, am I dying? Or am I becoming a woman? Or why yeah. am I still on this earth? You yeah. Know? Sometimes <laughs> I'm not a girl, but not yet a yeah. woman. Yeah, right. All I need is time, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay, anyways. Special to this month, we are also going to do a rating of Macaulay's performance. So I'll start, then Chelsea, and then Chris. Just so a normal I rating, will, not my rating system, right? Just out of rating. 10. Yeah, okay, we're okay. just going to. So I will give Macaulay's rating for this movie. I will give it, uh, you know what? With what he was given, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. All right, Chelsea. Yeah, our boy Macaulay, he's uh I'm gonna give him like a like a four. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I just it was yeah. fine. It's fine. Okay, you were not impressed. Okay. Ma- Max is biased Chris? because it's our boy. So Yeah, know. we gotta be respectful real. of our boy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he couldn't make this episode, so you know Yeah. We'll get him we'll get him next time. Yeah. Uh, I will give his uh, performance um, a 5 out of 10. Um, it wasn't Macaulay to me. It just, I just didn't feel this part for him that much. So, 5 out of 10, 4 out of 10, 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. On an average, that's like 5.5, 6. So. No. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes week two of Macaulay Madness. Next week, 
we have a special guest, my buddy John Scott, who is a writer, uh, a geek of all different things. He's going to join us for The Page Master. It has been years since I've watched The Page I Master. I can't even remember the last time I've seen that movie. So I remember it well. I'm going through the, the movie in my head, and I remember it well. But it has been years. Probably, I probably have not seen that. Christopher as an Lloyd, adult, right? So I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Chris, have you seen The Page Master before? I don't know. Not a long time. <laughs> you don't know. All I've, right. I, I, I know what I know what he looks like as a uh, the animated. I just don't know if I've actually seen it. I know it's, what his character. Looks what? Like hey, now. if you had to tell us what you think the pa- Page Master is about, give us the plot. What do you think it's about? A boy's imagination while he reads a book. I don't know. So are you thinking like are are you thinking more like never ending story kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? I guess yeah. it's uh, I can, okay. Maybe I'll turn it on and it'll be just like um The Good Son. You never know. Is it a kids movie? No, it's a, an adult uh drama comedy and there's I think there's more bees. More bees and more MJs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, We'll see you next week as we review the Page Master. I'm Max. I'm I'm Chris. I didn't know we were doing this. I'm Chelsea. <laughs> and we're ready to retro. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 42 of the Ready to Retro podcast and week two of Macaulay Madness can't believe we're already two weeks into our Mac-themed month. 2021 is already flying by. If you're listening to us for the very first time, you can follow us on Instagram at Ready2Retro. That's with the number two. And be sure to listen to all of our episodes on your favorite podcasting platform. While you're there, click follow, leave us a rating. It helps other nostalgic fans like you find our content. As mentioned earlier, next week we have my buddy Jonathan Scott with us as we review Joe Johnston's The Page Master from 1994. If you forgot, this movie is about Macaulay Culkin who plays a kid called Richard Tyler and gets sucked up into this magical book world in this library. But the movie includes a lot of big names like Christopher Lloyd, Patrick Stewart, Whoopi Goldberg, voice acting legend Frank Walker, Spock himself, Leonard Nimoy, and of course, our boy, Macaulay Culkin. Looking forward to dropping that next week. But after that, it's our final Macaulay movie that we will be reviewing, and it's Richie Rich with our buddies Tim and Dean from the Talking Back podcast. And just to let you know, right now, Richie Rich is on HBO Max for streaming. So if you have that streaming platform, check it out, watch it, and be ready for March 26th when we drop the Richie Rich review with the guys from the Talking Back podcast. That's just dropping in two weeks, but we'll see you next week for the Page Master. We're ready to retro. Are you? 
Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.